Good morning and welcome to Saga Talk on Sunday with your host Gregory Muncy on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Gregory talks with area business owners, civic leaders, as well as other folks in the region to find out what's happening in the Saga Talk Douglas area. Saga Talk on Sunday is being brought to you by Charming Saga Talk Rentals, The Interurban, Back to the Future, and Mill Pond Realty. And now Gregory Muncy with Saga Talk on Sunday on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. This is Saga Tuck on Sunday. Gregory Muncy here, high above land sharks in beautiful downtown Saga Tuck. And thank you for joining us. We've got a great show lined up for you. We've got a wonderful co host here and local celebrity, Ingrid Shoon Avery. And she'll be here uh, co hosting with me. We'll also have the Reverend Salvatore. Sapenza, Sapenza. So we're gonna get him on, and I'll learn how to pronounce his last name. You guys know how horrible I am at last names. <laughs> I'm glad that everybody tuned in, and I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our sponsors. You've got the charming Sagatuck Rentals, with three beautiful rental properties in Sagatuck and Douglas. Uh, they're filling it up, and they're keeping busy with folks hanging out here in Sagatuck. We had a very busy weekend here. I'd also like to thank the Inner Urban for over 40 years. They have been uh, taking people where they want to go in the Sagatuck Douglas area for only a dollar. Phyllis Eif and all the drivers, Leora Bennett, she's behind the, uh, behind the administrative and all the girls there. Give them a shout out and the guys. Uh, the drivers, they do a wonderful job uh, getting everybody where they want to go, especially when we're hanging out at the pubs and we want to get home safely. Their phone number is 269-857-1418. That's 1418 to get where you want to go in the Sagatuck Douglas area. I'd also like to thank Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop. So where I'll be spending my day tomorrow and every Monday designing flowers and uh, making memories with beautiful creations. Uh, we truly uh, practice the art of floral design with Jean there and uh, have a wonderful time. We just uh, did uh, Valentine's Day and boy, we were busy. And uh, also like to thank Mill Pond Realty. The girls over there and Michael and everybody, uh, Laura, uh, her daughter, Melanie, they do a wonderful job representing the community uh, with their sponsorship programs, everything from, from uh, college tuitions to sponsoring events in town. Um, but more importantly, Mill Pond Realty is the source to go to when you're looking for a home, maybe a vacation rental. Um, they give you a seamless uh, transaction to starting your dream here in the Saugatuck Douglas area. 
you're interested in Mill Pond Realty, just give them a call. 269-857-1477. Also, if you've got a rental property and you want somebody to take care of it, they are the leading rental company in the area. Uh, They represent about 80 homes here in the area, whether you want a cottage, a house on the lake, or maybe a condo downtown. They are your source for having a wonderful vacation. I'd also like to thank our producer, Chad Cashman, let you know that our podcasts are now available online at www.927thevan.com. So you can listen anytime. It's just after 7 a.m., and it's about, oh, 15 degrees outside, maybe a little cooler, but guess what? It's going to warm up, and uh, roads look pretty good out there, uh, but you still want to be careful. It's going to get into a high of into the 30s by this evening, and then afterwards, uh, it's supposed to rain tonight. They say snow in the forecast, but I don't think it's going to be cold enough for that, so tomorrow morning, you'll want to be careful on the road because there's a possibility of ice on the road. So just be careful. Slow down. Take it easy. I read in the commercial record that uh, last week, in seven days, we had seven accidents here on our expressway here between Saugatuck and Douglas. So just take your time when you're out there on the roads. Going to uh, going to uh, kick it off here with, uh, with our wonderful co-host, and we'll get the disco ball. So grab a cup of coffee. Settle in. And here comes Ingrid working that runway. She is shaking it. Shake it, Ingrid. <laughs> working the runway. Here she comes. It's Ingrid. Let's give a big hand to Ingrid Shoe Avery. Ingrid, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, did I pronounce your last name right? Is it Scone? Scone. So it's like a oh a delicious breakfast treat. Yep, that's what you are. You're our delicious <laughs> breakfast treat this morning. I want to welcome you to being my co-host. Um, you've become a fun friend to have here in town since I've met you. Well, thank you. And um, I know we have lots of run-ins and lots of important meetings about about the town and what we should do and how much fun we should have. And you've always got great ideas. Um, you're the one that knocked on my door a couple weeks ago and demanded that I come out to make snow angels with Jessica Johnson down on Butler Street. That was a good time. <laughs> you needed a photographer. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I played my part. I actually, yeah, I, I was so tired. You could tell when I answered the door, right? Oh, yeah. I walked down there and I go, well, these crazy girls. But I went ahead and went out there. I ended up making a snow angel, and I was so glad. Because I had a fun time, and you really, you really embraced the um, the feeling of community here with our with our friends, and um, and you're a valuable asset here. Now you know Sagatuck more than a lot of us because you grew up here, right? I did. Yep. Wow, you're one of the very few that stayed. <laughs> well, I jumped ship for a little while. Oh, did you? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, now I see. Oh, that's right. I see. You were an airline stewardess, right? Yep. For Northwest Airlines. That had to have been interesting. So did you travel a lot? I did, yeah. It uh-huh. was a good time. And and uh, so so did you have the cute little airline outfit and the little skirt and the jacket and the... 
If you think it's cute, sure. <laughs> I thought they were hideous. But Did you? Yeah. Did and you? they were super uncomfortable. Um, so you were in the air a lot, right? Did, how long, How many years did you do that? Twelve. Oh, wow. Wow. So I, I think to myself, what a nervous job that must be to have. Uh, I, I didn't feel nervous flying at all. Oh, really? No, nope, I don't have a problem flying. Love being up in the air, right? Love it. I know CJ and Kimberly are talking me into possibly a China trip in 2022. And I just cringe when I think about being on a plane that long. Oh, it, it goes by so quickly. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, uh-huh. they keep you, you keep yourself busy. The You know, you've got your movies and they continually feed you. So now were you a flight attendant back around 2000 uh, during the um, uh, 2001 during uh, uh, 9-11? I was, yes. Uh-huh. Yep. And so you had a break then, right? Yep. And and how long was that? Do you remember? It all depended. You... It all depended per person, really. Once we went back to flying, they gave us the choice whether we felt comfortable getting back in the air. So um, basically, I think I was out for a couple weeks. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so getting back must have been stressful. It was a different world, definitely. Yeah. You know, I mean. Things that I had in my bag that I would take on a normal flight that I needed weren't available to have, like just a, your corkscrew to open a gl- bottle of wine. You got to have that when you travel. But you couldn't have it anymore. Right. And um, and liquids. I remember uh, they were really st- strict with liquids as well. Yep. Um, so did you ever have any incidents, you know, with with uh, not so pleasant? Uh, was there any time where it? Was there any a time? Was there ever a time where you had to escort someone off or? Yes. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. In New York, we um, we actually waited for them. They were running behind, and we waited for them to get on the plane. So uh-huh. we kind of delayed it. And when they got on, we just were, you know, let's put your bags away, but do this. And they came on with a big branch of, like, tea, a tea tree. Oh, my gosh. And we're like, we don't have anywhere to put it. Right. So the um, captain was nice enough to put it in the cockpit for them. Wow. And they didn't like where they were seated. They didn't like that they had to put their bags here and there and everywhere. And so finally it got a little bit hairy and we asked them to get off and they were refusing. And so the captain came out and asked them to get off. And then we had to have security come down and they threw some like – Bad juju. They did some cast spell on the captain. <laughs> it was so bizarre. So they were like, what, like into witchcraft I or think so. some kind of voodoo? Yeah, or, yeah. threw some kind of voodoo spell on the captain. Oh, that's <laughs> they had to drag funny. Off. Funny. After all you did for them, yep. and then you ended up having to take them. Did you? Did you give them their tree back? We did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> got kicked off right with him. That's funny. Um, I know um, you guys are big boaters. Yeah, we love boating. You love boating. Um, I know that uh, you keep your boat there at the um, uh, the Petersons uh, Tower uh, Marine. Tower Marine. Yep. Thank you. And uh, I know Mill Pond Realty has a uh, rental boat, a houseboat there. Yep. That they rent. And uh, rent out. So I see you guys there a lot. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, after five. I know probably after you leave the office, that's the first place you go. Two minutes away. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, getting back to getting back to high school days. Um, so you grew up here 
during the was that the uh was the 80s 90s is that yep yeah because you're yeah, quite a bit younger than me um and <laughs> and so um so you grew up here and the town was really starting to flourish at that point uh i know that there was and i know from coming here you know throughout the years as a kid that there was a, quite a growth spurt here in the 90s yeah of uh businesses and more shops and things like that had to have been a fun time to grow up here as a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, our school's small, so you pretty much knew everybody that was upper and lower grade of you, so you all kind of hung out. I mean, our reunions are typically more more than just your class because you knew everybody and you hung out with everybody. Right, right. Um, did you work in town? I did. Where'd you work at? Uh, I could probably name where I didn't work versus <laughs> where I worked. Um I started out cleaning rooms at Bayside for, oh, yeah. for Frank and Kathy Wilson. Kathy, yeah. Yep. And then um, I moved over to um, waiting tables in the morning over at, well, it's the Southerner now, but when I was working there, it was the Steamboat Cafe. Oh, okay. So it was a runoff of the Terra, which was the other end. Right. Yep. Right. That was before it was the elbow room. Um, well, it bounced back and forth between the elbow room and then not the elbow room. Oh, okay. So it was the Elbow Room first, and then it was Steamboat Cafe, and then it was the Elbow Room again. Uh-huh. So, and yeah. then Shamrock, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That Southerner, that chicken is amazing, I isn't know. It? They do a great job. Oh, gosh. There, I love they? that chicken. Yep. Uh, they really know Southern cooking there. Yep. And uh, then I would double back from there and go bust tables at the Butler. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So you, 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 you pretty much uh, ran the town when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> um, and then you went to school, and uh, you became a flight attendant. Um, you have two beautiful boys, huh? Yeah, I do. You say they're beautiful. I I think they are, but I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're in the Sagatuck school system now? Yep. Ethan, my oldest, he is a junior this year. Uh-huh. And my youngest, Ty, is in eighth grade middle school. Oh, okay. So you still have a couple years to kick him out of the house. Yep. But you can't wait. No, I mean, like you love your babies. I, I love them, and I love when their friends come over, and I love to cook for all of them. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so um, the going to school this year, um, they're doing a lot of virtual stuff, and they're but they're back in school now, right? They are back in school, and um, we're doing basketball now too, which is great. So. Yes, yes, I see that, um, and that's great to see. Um, you worked at um, Sagatuck Brewery too, right? I did, yeah, for about just under seven years. Uh huh. That had to have been a fun job. It was. It was a great work family. Um, I got to learn so much about beer. I mean, more than I thought I would ever learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a great facility. I know we hosted many events there, Sadaba. Yeah. And uh, hosted many events, and they do a great job. Um, and then you started working where you work now, and at Sagatuck Harbor insurance agency a safe harbor for all your insurance needs yep i started working there i think it was 2014 uh-huh yeah and and uh so you run the front desk there uh don is front or don's desk. the front desk don does front desk that's right i assist um mark beck and the owner uh in for personal lines right right because I, I i know your office is to the right but it's not the receptionist correct. right correct yeah. correct so uh, i get to see you a lot um, so what kind of, uh, sports now they play basketball, the kids, my kids. Yep. They play basketball. Um, Ty runs track and field and cross country and Ethan plays baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
another interesting fact that I wanted to bring up that you did not provide here in your bio is that you were a model. When I was a teenager, yes. Um, I saw the pictures online, and even I'm going, booga, booga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you I look good. Thanks. And so you did some modeling work um, uh, for for who? For Well, I... I did some random print stuff. Um, I do I do call on stuff, and I would do some contests as well. <laughs> You're so shy about that, oh. um, but but you really look good. And it's 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 funny to see those pictures that you share online, and all the guys just looking at you with their jaws dropped. <laughs> it's fun. You live in the past sometimes, you know. Well, you still got it, baby. Aw, thanks. So don't you know? No, uh. Uh-uh. You're not, you're not old. Wait till you get up to my age. Then you'll be like, oh, God, I'm old now. Oh, no. Yeah, you'll have a couple kids, then you'll feel old. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You're right. You could add about 10 or 20 years because of that. (laughs) So, um, Saugatuck Harbor Insurance, and they're located on Blue Star Highway. I know their phone number by heart. It's 269-857-1751. And I just uh, just uh, uh, got a policy from Mark not uh, too long ago, um, and uh, I do my insurance through him now. Um, I did a combined car insurance with uh, renters, and so I saved on that. And I learned a lot about insurance with Mark. Um, I know when I was calling him for quotes, and he called me like the next day, and he's like, do you got a minute? And I said, yeah. And I'm at the flower shop working. He was in my ear about a half hour. And I'm like talking all about insurance, telling me the information, telling me what works, what doesn't work, why I should have this, why I shouldn't have this, why this policy exists, and why this. And at first, I'm like, why are you telling me all of this, Mark? I just want my policy (laughs) so I can get my car on the road. That's all I was concerned about. But I learned so much. And, and you know, I went online, you know, to look at rates and things like that. And his rates were better than what I was looking at. He gave me a, he gave me a great deal. And, um, and, and I thought it was, a, it was great to have personal service. Do you think, I, I think that's one of the benefits of, you know, of, you know, working with a small agency and a brick and mortar agency where you've got that personal connection. Um, and do you see a lot of that? Does Mark spend a lot of time with his clients? Like oh, that? oh yeah. I mean, that is one of the things that he strives for, you know, uh-huh. he, he wants to make sure that he has that personal connection with all of our customers. You know, we still have a lot of customers that they, they don't use a credit card or they don't do checking. They come in with cash and they, you know, pay Dawn at the front desk with cash every, you know, billing cycle, they yeah. don't mail it in. You know, so we're there for that personal connect. That's great. There, and there's a lot of people that are not digitally connected, and they don't want to be. No, and that, and it's um, and young people. Mark, too. Mark doesn't want to be digitally connected either. <laughs> but uh, you know, to a lot of people, I mean, to myself, insurance is boring. I, I mean, I learn something new every day. Right. You know. Well, that, well, that's what I found out. You know, is that it is very interesting. Um. So. What do, does uh, Sagatuck Harbor Insurance do? They do any fundraising or 
sponsoring for the community. Um, well, we sponsor music in the park. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Mark has also um, participated and held what's called the Indian Classic um, Golf Scramble. And oh. it supports the high school athletics. Oh, that's cool. So our carriers, um, they usually help out with donations as well. And um, it raises quite a bit of money for the athletics, whether it be equipment or uniforms or whatever the coaches need. And that's been going on for over 14 years just with Mark. Um, right. The butler used to hold it before that. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. And is that at Clearbrook? Yep. Is that where they... Yep. Jim and Candy, they, they host it for mm-hmm. us. Um, great people. And there's a buy-in and it's a fundraiser. Yep. Yep. So it's a four-person scramble and um, we go around and... My mom and I try and get, you know, local people and businesses to kick back to, and they usually give us gift cards. And so, and then the butler will host a dinner for all the golfers, and then we'll do a raffle um, where everybody buys in. So all that money goes to the school too. So anybody who ever gives donations for that, you know, goes all to the school. Mm, wow. Wow. Um, you brought up your mom. Let's talk about her for a minute. Patty. <laughs> uh, I want her job. I, I told Mark, I don't know how she gets all this time, but she shares all the time. She's at Oval Beach every day. Yep. She goes for a ride. And, and if you, you know, you follow her on Facebook or whatever, and a lot of times I'll share her pictures on her Sadaba page as well. She takes the most amazing pictures. She's very talented. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she drives around town all the time with her, with a, uh, the, the her camera on her dash or yep. GoPro on the dashboard. And, and, uh, it's, it's fun to watch her, you know, see the lights and stuff like that. Um, your mom's a realtor for Century 21. That's correct. Yeah. They're in Douglas, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, Patty Beckin and, uh, and, uh, and she also, uh, we have a lot of fun with her at music in the park, uh, when, when she sponsors, um, she's, she's her and I have, uh, we also share the same birthday. Yes, you do. And uh, I know a couple times we've 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 done a little pre-celebrating at Phil's, you know. Um, I know not not this year, but last year um, she was there, and they came in with a cake. One of my friends came in with a cake, and we, her and I, kind of celebrated our little birthdays together before she went to her dinner and all that. So yeah, yeah it was kind of fun. Um, your, your mom is a lot of fun, and uh, so um, what um, now? Insurance, you know, uh, what types of insurance does Saugatuck Harbor offer? I know that I just got car insurance, renter's insurance. So glad to get renter's insurance because I've been wanting to get it. I've been a renter since I've lived here on the west side last 12 years. And I kept saying, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And when I went for car insurance through Mark, he said, you know, you really should get renter's insurance because you're going to save, you know, like 50 bucks and renters is only like 150 a year. It pretty much pays for itself yeah. when you combine the two. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it gave me, it gives me a little peace of mind. Yeah. So yeah. that's why, that's why I, I really enjoyed that. So other than car insurance, renters, what else? So you've got your personal lines, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, even in the personal lines, we do a lot of vacation rentals, the weeklies around here. Uh-huh. Um, we're, we have a market for that, and a lot of people don't have a market for that. So we're very blessed that we can insure all these vacation rentals around town. Oh. Um, we do also commercial, um, so business policies, whether it be a restaurants, farms, 
um, churches or just, you know, your local builder, uh-huh. um, liability policies for, for them or business auto, uh-huh. um, health and life as well. Mark writes health and life. Right. So right. you can come in and get some life insurance too. Sure. Sure. Um, and again, you know, I can't stress enough how, you know, personable I found it. Um, I've worked with Mark for a long time because he, he is Mark Beckin is the Saugatuck mayor. He's the mayor. And, uh, and um, I know him from council and from doing events and always asking to, you know, if I can do this or that. And they haven't always approved all of the things that I've wanted to do. I remember years ago, I tried to bring art around town back into town. And I had a piece installed that was approved by um, the uh, zoning person at the time. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, but I've learned that working with our city council that, um, you know, even though we don't always see eye to eye, we wake up the next morning, we start fresh again, um, which is kind of hard to do in a small town where people, you know, uh, often remember that dirty look they got, or they remember, they won't let go that you had an argument. I remember one time, uh, uh, I had streets closed off in town. And, um, and, uh, Mark was, he was parking the car and I asked him to move the car and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and he did, you know, um, and, and I, I was kind of like hesitant at first, uh, because, you know, council person, you know, and back then, you know, I wasn't as involved with city council and, and, uh, I was just on the board. I wasn't the administrator for Saba. And, uh, and I didn't know him too well. And so I, I created a wall between him and myself, but it was my own fault. And so the more I got to know Mark and the more I got to know Jane for Plank and the more I got to know people that served, um, you know, I realized that they're great people and the great things that they have done for this community to preserve our character, um, and to keep things up and running on such a tiny budget, Oh, yeah. People don't realize that they say, oh, well, our taxes out here are really high. And, you know, you can always look at the city budget and go ahead and compare it to other city budgets and Traverse City, even Douglas. uh, And you'll see that they've got a lot more money than we do here uh, as far as for city operations. So I think they make a lot of miracles happen in in, with a couple of nickels. I think so, too. Yeah, I I think think they do a great job. I think it's really impressive. Um, You know, we're already at the 730 hour. I can't believe we're already there. It's already time for commercial. Now, when we get back, we've got trivia, and CJ has put trivia together for us, um, and we're going to do uh, Mardi Gras trivia. You know, Mardi Gras just uh, just uh, passed. Remember the remember the fun Mardi Gras parade used to be in Douglas? Oh, yeah, that was a good time. Oh, was that a good time? Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get back at our 730 hour. We are going to take a break right now. This is Gregory Muncy. I'm here with Ingrid Schoon, Avery Schoon, excuse me, breakfast Schoon, <laughs> Avery. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Saga Tech on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. 
Thanks for joining us. This is Gregory Muncy. We're Saga Talk on Sunday. I'm here with Ingrid Scone Avery, my delicious breakfast scone this morning. And uh, uh, we just talked about Saga Talk Harbor Insurance and a little bit about that. I just bought a policy through Mark and talked about how the difference of buying insurance through a brick and mortar and uh, person-to-person experience and really does make a difference. Um, uh, it gives you more trust and more, you know, uh, in your policy. Um, uh, we've got a uh, uh, little trivia going on this half hour. and But first, I want to welcome to the uh, mic, and maybe we should give him a round of applause. I don't know if he deserves it, but uh, CJ, our sound guy, is coming up to the mic. Thank you. Boy, we've got a big crowd here today. You should hear that applause. Um, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. It's okay. <laughs> CJ, welcome. Um, you're leaving us. Well, what's going on? Well, it's COVID is over and I'm taking a vacation. COVID is over. Well, for me, it is. It's, what do you the mean? wife's been vaccinated and we oh. have some vacations. So we're going to go on vac- that we had scheduled last year that we canceled. Uh-huh. So we're headed to Savannah, Georgia. Savannah. And then the Hilton Head. So yeah, all the bells. Is she going to get one of those she, big dresses absolutely. with the hoop skirt and the, and the white gloves, oh, I parasol? It. I could see it. Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, we'll see how that looks that at the end now, of the you night. guys have a lot of great derby looks, because I've seen we've a lot been, of your derby pictures. We've been pictures, to the Kentucky so. Derby a few times. You do so that's have a good some time. fancy outfits. Yep. So you take those with you? or I don't think we're packing that heavy. So. How's the weather down there? You know, the south's not doing so well. Um, how are... It shows 70s and sunny, so oh, okay. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be shorts and T-shirts, but... Uh, Maybe we'll sneak in a trip to a golf course while I'm there. We'll see. Yeah, I think Florida's I, the only. I haven't told Kim that yet. Oh, okay. I think Florida's uh, the only uh, uh, state that's got any good right. weather right now. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, you're going to Savannah. Savannah, then... yeah. So so we're in Savannah. We got it's our anniversary on the 23rd. So How many years? Seven years. Oh, seven years. Yep. Itch. Yep. So Uh-oh. we're gonna go itch it in Savannah. Oh, 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 that's enough. I don't want to hear what you're little. <laughs> so, but we're real excited. We've never been there. We hear it's real nice. They have, I think they have what's called a social district for their area, downtown area. Oh. Ground open, open containers to go from place to place. Oh, okay. You know, they're doing that here. We're talking about Monday. We might find out that they're, we're going to try a social district here, much like they do downtown Allegan. Where um, where you'll be able to, at participating bars, buy a cocktail in a designated glass. I believe that's how it'll work. And you'll be able to walk around town with your cocktail in the designated area. And I believe what I heard from the workshop, uh, the city workshop, uh, is that you can. Uh, they're going to do it through Memorial Day, up to Memorial Day. That's the rumor. And I see City of Lowell starting one like tomorrow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, you know, a lot of people think that, the, you know, they, they, they're not sure what our city council does or what their city council does. And it's pretty easy to find the information. As far as Saugatuck City Council, I know that, that they YouTube all of their meetings and workshops. And all you have to do is sign up for their emails and they'll send you notifications every time they're having meetings. So if you're not in the know, it's kind of your own fault, um, uh, unless, you know, you it's feel a, like you should a, be. It's a small town, and if you want information, you can find it. It's pr- pretty easy. I think they even throw a link on Facebook, oh, yeah. so right. you yeah. can click right on It's so easy, yeah. and it, it always amazes me when people go to City Hall when they have a, a, a grievance, or, and they say, well, we never know what you're doing. Well, uh, how do you not know? Um, you must not go to the post office at all or run into anybody in town 
Um, but uh, but uh, it's a it's a great uh, great thing uh, to be able to access all of that. Um, I think people were used to just chit chatting around with all the businesses being open before COVID. You know, more people talked and gathered and had more information because they were just you know in town and and communicating and socializing. Right. And because of COVID, I think a lot of people haven't had that opportunity to actually get together and talk about what is going on in town. So I think that was their way to, you know, communicate and find out what was going on in town instead of using the social media or going to the links of city council. Right, right, right. And, uh, yeah, I, boy, we all miss that, don't we? Uh, uh, that social, that social feel. And, you know, as social of a small town this is, um, uh, I think our our businesses have been extraordinary with uh, maintaining uh, safe distancing uh, as well as masks and all that. Um, so I'm very proud to live in a town like this. I got the opportunity to head out to the east side this week, spent some time with some friends, much needed time. And, um, and uh, you know, you really see the difference when you step outside this community. Um, and so there really is a, um, a strong community feel and to keep people safe here. So I think that's great. The restaurants have done an amazing job having to have, you know, only 25% occupancy. Um, but uh, they've all been very good about it. Um, we are now getting ready for trivia. It is time. It is time for now. We're now. You're going to Savannah, Georgia. Yes, that's my clock in the background. I usually turn it off, but it, it's going to keep chiming because I haven't turned it off. So just ignore it. Um, <laughs> um, so you're going to Savannah, Georgia. That's not yes. far from Baton Rouge, is it? Well, I think it's a little bit. Is it's it? like about four states over. Yeah. Okay. That's probably a geography expert. <laughs> What's in the southern half of the country, so you got that right. Uh, we were just talking how um, there used to be a big Mardi Gras parade, and I know the Dunes Resort was very participant in it. They would bring the drag queens and, and have so much fun. There were a couple folks that facilitated it every year. We used to do it in Douglas. There was some kind of um, riffraff about what day to have it. You know, it, it was on a Saturday. Should we have it on Tuesday? And it kind of fizzled out and didn't happen. Now, I know last year... Um, I facilitated the Mardi Gras bus a year ago. That's and right. That was a lot of fun. We we used an inner urban, and we kept it packed full of people on a constant loop around all of the uh, participating uh, bars and pubs. And uh, they bought a bracelet, and then they got drink deals everywhere they stopped. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but you know, I even would... even New Orleans had to change theirs. They they had yardy gras, so they had decorated their yards and stuff. They didn't have the big parade and the floats. It was all shut down on Bourbon Street this year. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, wow, so that's... all of the trivia questions were talk. It talks about normal years, not this particular year. Okay, Ingrid and I were having our little pre-smoke outside. You know, yeah. we're we're bad people, and so we were having a little cigarette before the show started. And I shared with her what the trivia was, and she goes, oh, my gosh, I didn't study. And A, B, and C, I didn't either. So I don't know anything that you're going to ask us, so good luck. Um, you've got five questions for five, each of us. I have a total of ten questions, five questions each, and a tiebreaker. I'm good at this, so I won last week, so oh, good luck cool. to you, Ingrid. Well, See, we, I should have brushed up on my Mardi Gras. They're, they're pretty. <laughs> okay, here we ready? Go. I'm ready. Okay, we don't have the background music because you're not at That's your right. desk. Right, no. but, so you, but you're, bum, going bum, bum. you're going first. Okay. 
Uh, how much does a Mardi Gras reveler spend on custom beads and masks? A Mardi Costumes Gras what? Reveler. Okay. One of the people that's on yeah. the floats. Yeah. So a real participant in the parade down in New Orleans. How much do they spend? On average, yep. On their costume, their beads, and their masks. A, two fifty. B, five hundred. C, a thousand dollars. Bead and mask. Outfit, bead and mask. I'm gonna go safe and say the middle, five hundred. Look at that. That's one for Gregory. That's a lot of money for an outfit for one, but one well, day. That's not Honestly, alcohol. I thought it was going to be higher than that. Did you really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I think about what I create for Halloween when we do oh, Halloween. You I guys know do. How much I spend. Your costumes are amazing. Thank you. You and uh, you and Jason. oh my gosh, Jason. Mm-hmm. What's you and what's his name? Right. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> Jason. Okay, your turn. Kay. How many pounds of beads are thrown at a New Orleans Mardi Gras? A, 10 million pounds, B, 15 million, or C, 25 million pounds of beads? A. No, it's 25 million pounds. That's amazing. 25 yes. million pounds That's, of beads. Yes. Are thrown or are? Yes. Yes. That's I'll, just crazy. It is a huge number. I was like, wow. That would kill people. Like if you threw that many beads at one time. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, that's a lot. <laughs> Let's see if we can extend your lead here. Okay. So there are certain colors that are uh, designated for Mardi Gras. It's purple, green, and gold are right. the colors, right? I know that. And they have meanings. These colors have meanings. Oh, purple equals justice. Green equals faith. Gold equals blank. A, power. B, wealth. C, luxury. Power, wealth, or luxury. Now, what what is green and uh, purple? Purple is justice. Green is faith. Justice, faith. I'm going to say wealth. No, it's wrong. Power. Oh, okay. Odd question. So it's one one to nothing. One to nothing. First, uh, the first New Orleans Mardi Gras parade was in what year? A, 1278, B, 1837, or C, 1912? 1912. No, it is the middle one, 1837. I'm not good at this. 1912, too. Okay, it's my okay, turn now, your, right? Your turn now. Okay, yes. I'm ready. What are the groups of organizers called that organize the Mardi Gras? So they have these little groups that uh, help organize the parades. A, crews, B, clubs, or C, parishes? Mm. The parishes are like the communities. Like there's a parish, this, you know, like subdivisions or something. Five, four. Um, what, what are they again? <laughs> it, what are, what are, crews. And maybe the spelling of this, so it's K-R-E-W-E-S. Cruz. Cruz, yes. <laughs> That's the spelling sort of gave it away. Only because of the, it's got a yeah, weird spelling. Exactly. <laughs> Two to zip. But we, we got still Cruise. time to catch up. What costume, so the, the first time someone started throwing beads, this gentleman was wearing a costume. So what costume was the man that originated throwing beads wear? A, a king outfit, B, Santa Claus outfit, or... I, I, B, Santa Claus outfit, or C, Batman. What was A? A is a king outfit. I'm going to go for A. Uh, it's Santa Claus. The I, first guy started Santa Claus. You've got to be kidding. I know. What does I, Santa Claus I have, have no to do? Idea. It's, again, I. this is when I'm bored and on the internet trying to come up with some trivia. We really should have studied. I know. Okay. Well, we're getting to some easier now. ones, I think. Oh, we'll see about that. Uh, what state celebrates Mardi Gras as an official holiday? 
Louisiana, Alabama, and A, Florida, B, Mississippi, C, New Mexico. M-I-S-I-S-S, I-P-P-I, uh, Mississippi. Florida. Florida, they actually oh. have an official state holiday. For... Oh, okay. So that means banks are closed and I, all that? I, yes. Huh. I don't know. Oh. I, don't live, I, I, I live in Saga. <laughs> I thought you I did your research. No, no, that, not that deep. Oh, okay. Moving along. <laughs> what is the signature Mardi Gras dessert? A, king cake. B, beignets. I spelt that wrong. And C, banana foster. I want it to be beignets, but I think it's Banana Foster. It's king cakes. <laughs> You're so <laughs> upset. <laughs> See, okay. I, want, I wanted it to be a king just as yeah. a king. Yeah. No, that's king cakes. right. I, I did not know this. You, you knew that answer. when I, I knew that yeah. answer. I knew the king. Yeah. How many, king. how many king cakes are sold every year? In, in New Orleans, 100, A, 100,000, B, 250,000, or C, 500,000 king cakes? I'm going with the most, 500,000. Yeah. That's right. Because That's a lot. it just seems like they're a bunch of gluttons yeah. to me. So, yeah. Okay, last question. I think it's out of range, but we'll ask it. All right. <laughs> okay, you're going to get this one, one right. Do, do I have – okay, what's the score? Three to zip. Three to zip. I got three right? Yeah. That's amazing enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. What happens when you – so in the king cakes, there's a baby in in the cake. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this either, but I, I learned that. this. Uh-oh. What happens when you get the baby in the slice of king cake when you are at your party? A, you get to buy or make the next year's cake. B, you have to streak around the block, or C, you have to sing the Mardi Gras song. You're making the cake. You're making the cake. Yep. Ding, ding. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> so I won. You won. You get to buy her a drink next time out. Why do you keep doing that to me? <laughs> I won. Why She's you? supposed to buy me the drink. <laughs> I'm the guest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, CJ. Hey, I hope you enjoy your vacation. I will. I hope you, and I'm looking forward to listening to your show on podcast when I get back. Yeah, wish me luck. Now, Chad's going to help me with the sound. He told me that he can do that. There, so That'll be fine. Your job, you know... We're, we'll oh, be made fine. It, we'll yeah, be, you'll be fine. We'll be fine without you. He's without gonna go you. celebrate his anniversary. Exactly. I know. I exactly. hope you guys have a great. We will time. have a great time. We will. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Kim will have a great time. Absolutely. And she'll let you go golfing. I'm sure. We'll see. I, and maybe I won't. You know, see how the weather works out. And find something. Find something. Get her a spa day, and then you can go golfing. I'm not sure. That, maybe. Maybe that'll work. We'll figure out some way to work that out. Well, thank you very Good deal. much. Thank you very much. Good and that was. Trivia. Mardi Gras trivia. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> um, so, um, so I wanted to get, uh, get back with Ingrid here. We're going to have uh, Reverend Salvatore Sepen. Okay, so he just walked in the door, so I'm going to ask him. How do you pronounce your last name, Reverend? Sapienza. Sapienza. Yeah. Oh. It means wisdom in Italian. It means wisdom in Italian. So uh, we've got uh, Reverend Sal. He just uh, walked in from that uh, Douglas UCC, United Church of Christ. I'm really anxious to ask him lots of questions about the church and and everything he's done for it. So he'll be on at the 8 o'clock hour. Getting back to insurance, that fun subject that we were talking about. Sure. I want to share with everybody listening that, um, you know, I have done a lot in this town in the last 10 years. 
from working with events, uh, working for many businesses. I worked for Del Sol, for Mike Carey. I ended up buying the business from him. Um, uh, of course, you know, I was a previous florist, and so I do a lot of flower work. Um, and I run around town. I do a lot. Um, literally run around town. Literally, right. Uh, or on my bike, my yeah. tricycle. Yep. And I've done that all the last 10 years without a car. And, uh, and so I've been teased about it a lot. And I've been lucky enough to use company vehicles, uh, Mill Pond, when I work for them on weekends, and been putting it off, putting it off, getting a new car, putting it off. Well, when Mark told me you needed a quote, and I was like, why is he buying a car now? Everybody's mad at me about it, too, because, because they, don't, they don't want me to have a car. They want me to have my tricycle. Hard to ride that tricycle when it's three feet of snow out there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, actually, uh, I bought the car from Brent Allen from 92.7 The Van. I was looking at several cars, uh, one of CJ's cars, and I've got a friend on the east side of the state. And I just thought it was finally time to break down and, and buy one. And it's funny that, you know, what I found out the last 10 years is the stigma of not having a car. So when you meet new people and things like that, and they, they find out, oh, you don't have a car. What's wrong with you? Um, and, and I think that's really funny. Um, I've been asked things like, oh, d- drunk driving? Do you have a record? I have a very clean record. I've only been in one accident in my life. Um, and, uh, yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> and um, and uh, so uh, I purchased I purchased the car. And, uh, and, uh, it's been, um, it's, it's been funny to see how, how folks look at people, whether you have a car or not, you know, and how they judge you in this country. Uh, America is so car driven, you know, and it's just, it's normal to have a car. And if you don't, especially here in the Midwest, now, if I was in New York or, you know, uh, uh, a big city like that, a lot of folks don't have cars. You go to Amsterdam, there, everybody's on a bicycle. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And, and I love that life here. Um, in fact, uh, when I had the store, I, I, I could walk to wherever I wanted to go. Um, my ideal life is living in a town where you don't need a car. Where, you, where your resources all within a hand's reach. And that's what I love about living here. Um, I can get whatever I want right here yep. in town. Um, I don't have to leave town for anything. Um, but it is it is convenient because I can do things like run to the east side of the state like I did this week and visit friends and family as folks are getting older and hang out with my... Uh, I have uh, I want to give a shout out to Juanita Gallagas. She's over on the east side of the state. Got to spend time with her. My friend uh, Lisa Pierce. She's going to be my co-host in a couple weeks here, and uh, went to high school with her. And it was nice to get over there and visit some of my previous neighborhoods, where the flower shop was, Courtyard Flowers, where uh, coffee house that I worked uh, worked at in my uh, late later twenties. Where on the east side were you? Mount Clemens. Oh yeah, Mount Clemens, Michigan. Now you're also an east sider, right? I, or, when, well, when I started working with Northwest Airlines, I moved over there. Now where at what city? Well, I kind of jumped around a bit. I started out in Belleville. Uh-huh. Um, then I went to Ypsilanti. Uh-huh. Then I moved to Gross Point. Oh yeah. And oh, Gross Point. I know. Gross Point's like the hill of Sagatuck. Right? Well, sort of, but I lived in what they call the Cabbage Patch. I was right on the border in Detroit. Oh, so by, right by Eight Mile then. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. 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 I know that area. Yeah, and then um, ended up uh, in East Point. 
Oh, okay. Which is old East Detroit. Right, yeah. correct, correct. Yeah. Used to be Detroit and then yeah. became its own little its town. Own, its own point. <laughs> A lot different there, isn't it? It is. But I noticed that on the road, you know, is, and I don't notice that when I, uh, you know, I go over there once or twice a year. But, uh, you know, I, I get homesick quick. When I go over there, uh, just the roads themselves and the drivers, you know, it's it's cutthroat there. I love hitting 696. I'm like, it's like a racetrack. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is fun. If you're not there between like three and six. Well, then it's gridlock. Yeah. yeah. But when they're flying down, you're like, yes, yeah. you're going as fast as they are or faster. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just reading in the commercial record. I don't know if you if you if you read this or not, but uh, the last week, seven days Seven slide-offs in a three-mile stretch there on uh, 96 here. I think a couple of them were semis, weren't they? they yeah. They were, like, jackknifed? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, one, one of the drivers had to be uh, plucked out of the car through the windshield. Uh, but no fatal injuries, no major injuries reported. But uh, quite a few slide-offs there. And, you know, even though the roads look good, you know, it's always uh, good to uh, be careful this time of year. We get a little confident sometimes when we're on the road. So, um, and so I want to remind everybody to slow down while you're out there. Take it easy. Winter's almost over. We're heading towards spring. And then I was also, you know, we're talking about cars and uh, was uh, also talking about, uh, you know, some of the uh, interesting car facts uh, about cars. You know, um, the best-selling car of all time, uh, Toyota Corolla. I thought that was interesting. Um, And that uh, the U.S., the United States, consumes about half of the world's gasoline. That's how addicted we are to cars here. And, um, and you know, we've created, uh, America has created these sprawling, you know, subdivisions and, and uh, uh, rural community outside of rural communities. And, and so it's almost like you are dependent on cars here. I just wonder now, though, with everybody working from home or being able to work from home, if that will change mm-hmm. because they don't have to drive to their job. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people like people in California, they drive miles and miles. So, you know, they they figure they're going to buy a nicer car to be more comfortable while they drive. Right. You know, so I wonder if that will you'll see a, you know, laid mm-hmm. back kind of way in the market of vehicles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the first windshield wipers were hand operated. How do you do that? I don't. I don't know. You take your hand out and you wipe the. I've done that before. You know when the windshield wipers don't work. Um, and uh, uh, I thought that was interesting. And then also, the average American will spend two weeks of his or her life stopped at a red light. Two weeks of your life. Mine will be like a week and a half, so. Maybe. Because I, I went about 10 years without. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, you know, the first cars didn't have steering wheels. They were operated by a lever. So I thought that was interesting as well. And most car horns beep in the key of F. Because everybody's aware then? That's the cue they hear? Because that's F. That's usually what you're, that's one of the words you're saying out loud inside your car. (laughs) 
it starts with an F, and yeah, well, uh-oh, I better not get to. Uh, we are headed towards our next 8 o'clock hour, and uh, we're excited to talk to uh, Reverend Sal. He's done a, a, an amazing job with this church here, this little church in town, and he has grown uh, the um, the congregation from like 30 to like, it's just exponential now. I know, um, you know, we've done rehearsals there for the Christmas Carol play. And have seen uh, a lot of the programs that they do there. Um, so we're, we're going to talk to him, find out why he became a pastor and why he wants to do what he does. It's got to be uh, quite a demanding job uh, to uh, serve uh, the faith of so many people. And uh, I want to find out more about the United Church of Christ. I don't know a whole, whole lot about it. Um, I know I attended a couple services about 10 years ago, um, back when it was like a 20 to 30 congregation so I'm kind of anxious to see what and find out what Sal is on. Sal is on a lot of times. He's on the uh, radio show with Mike Johnson over oh. there on the grind, the morning grind over there. Um, on so Saturday he's like mornings. a pro- professional. So he knows what he's doing. And so he might think I know a lot about him, but I really don't. And and so that's why I wanted to ask him on the show. So I heard him on the show. Cause Gregory never invites me on his show. So I, I thought I, I emailed him. I said, you're welcome to come on anytime. So we're gonna we're gonna have him on in just a few minutes here. Um, I'd like to shout out, like I like to do, to our sponsors. Um, we've got the Charming Saga Tuck Rentals. Um, you can find them on Facebook and uh, and find their bookings on Airbnb. We've also got the Interurban Transit Authority. Um, and uh, so you folks want to ride anywhere in the Saga Tuck Douglas area? It's only a dollar. They'll pick you up where you're at. They'll drop you off where you're going. Real simple. 857-1418. Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop. Flowers are perfect any time of year, especially that we're not, you know, socially gathering. If you're thinking of somebody and you want to give them a special thought, say it with flowers at Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop. Also, Mill Pond Realty. For over 25 years, they've been your source for vacation rentals and beautiful, beautiful homes here in the Saugatuck Douglas area. This is Gregory Muncie, and I'm here with my friend Ingrid, my delicious breakfast scone, I'm calling her, <laughs> Ingrid Scone Avery. And uh, we're enjoying our coffee here. We're uh, having our coffee from, you know, it's provided by, I don't know if you know this, Butler Pantry donates us, and this is the hazelnut blend. Okay. So, um, and we've added just a little bit of cream to it. Just a more, little more hazelnut. Yeah, a little more hazelnut. So, so it's very hazelnutty, if you will. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, again, this is Gregory Muncy. You're listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. We'll be right back. Don't forget to head to our podcast. Be ready in about an hour after the show. You can also find all the other podcasts from our previous shows. Sit back, listen, binge, grab some snacks, and spend your Sunday afternoon listening to all of our shows. We've had some great shows. Last week, we had Code West. That's who you're listening to now. We're using their bumper music, and uh, they put this together for us for the show. And uh, they were great. We're going to have more musical guests. And we'll be back right after these messages. Go 
Good morning and welcome to Saga Talk on Sunday with your host, Gregory Muncy, on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Gregory talks with area business owners, civic leaders, as well as other folks in the region to find out what's happening in the Saga Talk Douglas area. Saga Talk on Sunday is being brought to you by Charming Saga Talk Rentals, The Interurban, Back to the Future, and Mill Pond Realty. And now, Gregory Muncy with Saga Talk on Sunday on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Welcome back to Saga Talk on Sunday. And this is Gregory. I've been having fun with my friend Ingrid. We've talked about my new car. I've got I've got wheels now. Watch out. Stay off the sidewalks if you're in the Saga Tuck and Douglas area. Um, <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna have my tricycle. So I still plan on, you know, riding around town and uh, facilitating music in the park with everything on the back of my tricycle like I have for the last few years. So that's, uh, that, that's not going to end. Um, uh, you know, my dream when I was a kid, I would tell my mom, is that I wanted to be on Oval Beach with a tricycle bike, and I wanted to be that old man selling ice cream with the white shirt and the black tie and the hat. And Because I, I always thought that there should be somebody like that there. And so I'm pretty close to that dream right, <laughs> right now. I'm old. I've got the tricycle. All I need is some ice cream, so I should be good to go. Uh, we'd like to uh, bring down that disco ball for our next guest. There it goes. He's a reverend of our church, United Church of Christ here in beautiful downtown Douglas. He's also a regular guest with Mike Johnson on the morning grind. Let's give a big hand to Reverend Salvatore Sapienza. Sapienza. Pretty pretty close, Gregory. Sapienza. Sapienza. That's Italian. That's Italian. It means wisdom. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's but, but you know, everybody calls me Pastor Sal or just Sal. Right, so right. It's yeah. much easier. Right. <laughs> I know you from uh, Pastor or from Sal. Um, I met you um, uh, a few years. Uh, I think when you guys first moved to town, or shortly after before you were um, uh, 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 of that church. And it surprised me. I never knew that you had this in your background. Well, you know, we, as you said, we've known each other for a long time since the days when you were at Del Sol. Right. Uh, Greg and I had a bed and breakfast here on, on the hill on Pleasant Street uh, oh. called the Beechwood Manor. It's still a bed and breakfast. It's just somebody else's dream now. I but, forgot that <laughs> was yours. We, we had the Beechwood bed and breakfast for seven years. And it's interesting because we moved here from New Orleans. We had a bed and breakfast in New Orleans, and I answered every single one of those trivia questions. I got them all right. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you were playing <laughs> against me. I should have had me. you on my side over here. <laughs> So, yeah, so we were B&B owners for most of our life together. And uh, so, yes, it was a surprise to me, too, to become a pastor. Right. But, but it's not new to you, right? Um, I understand. Um, and I also found out on the street, you know, that. <laughs> That's where you get your best news. <laughs> is that you, um, you followed uh, Catholicism and you were a monk? Yes, 
So when I was a young man, well, for, you know, I grew up Catholic. Obviously, I'm Italian. Oh, and, yes. Uh, so I grew up Catholic in Queens, New York. There was a, a little Italian church, it seemed, on every single block in Queens, New York. <laughs> and so it was just so much a part of my upbringing. I went to Catholic schools for 12 years. Uh, and uh, so when I graduated from college, I entered a monastery. Uh, and I lived as a monk for six years. Wow! Uh, so that's what the so that's the early part of my life. Uh, but oh. then I left that, and I left the Catholic Church, and I started to explore, and I started to explore all different faith traditions: Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, uh, Native American spirituality, and I just. I, I just I couldn't get enough of learning more about wow. the world's faiths. Uh-huh. And uh, one of my friends, who actually uh, is the past- was the pastor here at the Unity Church in Douglas, her name is Reverend Marcheen Reenstra. Uh, she lives on the lakeshore with her husband now. They're retired. But she told me, she said, you know, Sal, there is an interfaith seminary where you can Uh, go to seminary, and you don't just study Christianity, you study all the world's major faith traditions. And I said, oh, I think I would love that. And so that's what I did. I went to a seminary uh, called All Faith Seminary, and, uh, and I became ordained as a, as an interfaith minister. And so what I was doing in those years that we had the bed and breakfast here in Saugatuck was I was officiating weddings. Because as you know, Saugatuck and Douglas, it's like a destination wedding place. People want to come here to get married. That's right. And so they're always looking for a pastor. And so I was marrying people at Oval Beach and and at the gazebo here in the park. Right. And, and so that was kind of like my little side hustle while I had the B&B <laughs> because I was an ordained minister. Sure. Uh, but when this uh, United Church of Christ Church was looking for a pastor, they just weren't having any luck. And and as you mentioned, the church was so small back then. There were just really around 20 people going to that church that they couldn't really afford to pay a part-time pastor. And so I was fine with it being a part-time job because I still had the bed and breakfast. Um, but then, as you mentioned when you introduced me, uh, the church grew from 20 people to 40 people to 100 people. Unbelievable. And now we have over 250 people. And so it's just been incredible. And, of course, now it became a full-time job. So we sold the bed and breakfast a few years ago. Uh, and now I'm doing this full-time, and I just love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, that the, the church there, when it had that small congregation, I started attending some of the uh, uh, some of the because I wasn't busy at that time on Sundays. And and so I would I visited and uh, it was around Easter time where I was cast as Jesus <laughs> in the in the resurrection play that they were putting together. Um, and, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, my mom, and this is about 10 years ago, my mom had come down with, uh, colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that week of the play after rehearsal, um, I couldn't make it. So I wasn't Jesus. Oh, I was going to be Jesus, but it wasn't. If we ever do that again, I, I'll, I'll have you come in and, uh, I, cause I've seen you act before. I've seen, I saw you in a Christmas carol uh-huh. and you're just an awesome actor. Oh, why? Thank yes. You. Oh, I believe you were tiny Tim. 
<laughs> no, but as you said, Gregory, the uh, Christmas Carol, uh, the actors rehearse at our church. So I know that you've been in our church in recent years, mm-hmm. and it is it's such a, an incredible place. Uh, the Our church was built in 1882. It was one of the oldest buildings in Saugatuck and Douglas. Uh, and if you go to the History Center in Douglas, you can see pictures of the church from back then. And it still looks exactly the same. Yeah. The pews that we sit in, you know, they're 140 years old. Wow. And the stained glass windows. Uh, and it's why so many people want to get married at the, our church because it's just so charming. Yeah. And, uh, I know there have been uh, movies uh, yes. that have used it, a couple movies that used it as a backdrop for their set. <laughs> yes. Scenes. If you see the movie Saugatuck Cures, which I think you can still stream on Amazon Prime, uh, it's uh, set in our church, and yeah. a lot of the people in our church were extras in the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and actually, the, the writer-director of the movie, uh, Jay uh, Deratani, he plays me. The pastor of Douglas UCC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, you could have played yourself. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was before my time. Oh, uh, right. That's uh, true. I, I've been the pastor now for, uh, for seven years. Wow. And the movie was filmed eight years ago, just right before I became the pastor. That, that, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you provided a little bit of background because um, I didn't know when I knew you as a social person. In yeah. Town. Excuse me, a social person in town, and when I found out you're the pastor of the church, I'm like, "What do he do? Get his get his uh, ordain on online? Is he one of these guys that just okay? I'm a preacher now. I'm like, I get you all. Know, so I was like, "What's going on?" And and I've come to learn and watch what you've done with this church and how you've grown it. It's just amazing. And I I was watching one of your videos that you shared a link with me about uh, you were. Uh, 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 sharing you, uh, unleashing your new logo, which is the church in all these beautiful colors with the walls expanding out, because that's what I was going to ask next. You, They have that congregation so packed. Not, of course, they're doing different things. We'll talk about that now. But last year, or 2019, so packed that they had the overflow room, that their social room, um, uh, uh, filled as well with a monitor there where people can watch. The whole building's packed. You guys are going to have to build or something. <laughs> and and so do you have plans of expanding, uh, building? Uh, we do. Uh, before COVID, we, had, uh, we hired an architectural firm who came to our church and drew up plans of how we could expand the building. Um, but then, of course, right after that, everything shut down because of COVID. So we've kind of put those building plans on hold. Uh, but what's interesting is now, because of COVID, our services, like most church services now, are online. And so that logo that we created of the church's walls expanding mm-hmm. has been so fitting because now our church services go out on the internet and People watch them from all over the world. It's incredible. We have people watching and commenting every Sunday from the UK and from Australia and Germany. Mm. We have now over uh, 2.6 thousand subscribers to our YouTube channel. I saw that and like over 270,000 views. It's incredible for a small little church right. in uh, in Saugatuck, Douglas. It's really been incredible. So uh, 
we're so, so grateful for that. So we'll see what happens. Our church services are still online only. We're not back in person yet. So we'll see what happens when we go back in person. Maybe we'll, we'll uh, start up those uh, expansion plans again. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. right. Um, so um, now you're doing it um, a virtual, um, and, uh, and so that's every Sunday morning. You've got, you got that today to do today, right? Yes, yeah, so what we do, uh, it's a little bit different than some other uh, churches. We uh-huh. do actually what Pastor Sarah does. I know you had her on your show a few weeks ago. That's right. She's my friend. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, our church, like Sarah's church, we record our service a few days prior to Sunday. Oh, that's nice for you. So it's really nice. I get to film it throughout the week and then edit it all together on Saturdays and then upload it. And then everybody gets to watch it together on Sunday morning. So we kind of feel like we're watching it live because everyone gets to watch and comment together Uh on Facebook and YouTube as we're watching it together. Uh uh and so I can be at home in my pajamas right. um, commenting with yeah. everybody else but it, but I have filmed it uh, a few days prior. Right. So I and I kind of joked around because it really isn't easier because <laughs> you're spending more time you're being more thoughtful you're editing it it's not like on Sunday morning you go in and you put on the big yeah. I call it the God show, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and then, and then leave the stage. You're, you're probably thinking a lot more about putting this, uh, your sermons together. I actually do. It's way more work than before COVID. Uh, I know some people think, oh, the church building is closed. You must have so much time on your hands, but it's actually just the opposite. It is so much more work, uh, to put together these video services, but we're so proud of them. Uh, they're really well done. So our readers, they do their reading for from their house, uh, our musicians do their pieces from their homes, uh, and then we just edit it all together. We have a wonderful pianist. His name is Peter Black. He plays at Morrow's in the summer. That's so right. a lot of people in Saugatuck and Douglas know Peter from his Morrow's gig. He also plays for Christmas Carol for That's Steve right. Rutherford. He also yep. plays and for the Christmas Carol. Yeah. He's a wonderful, wonderful musician. So he's our director of music. And then we have different singers every week from our congregation. Oh, that's great. So many people know Elizabeth Estes. She's one of the yeah. owners of Isabel's. Isabel's. And uh, they just bought that new property, and, and we're all like, what's going to happen there? <laughs> and we're, we're, we're glad that they tore down that eyesore. Uh, yes. Of course, we had a lot of good memories back when it was a, a full-running restaurant. Um, I've got more memories that I want to share. I actually helped I helped with the uh, Restaurant Impossible uh, when they came to yes. redo it. That was quite an experience. I watched that, yeah. yes. And, and uh, that was fun to meet all those folks and do that. But it's nice to see that. Somebody is taking care of that property. Oh, I'm so grateful. So the, a group of women from our church bought that Zing building and turned it into Isabel's, which is so wonderful. And they named it after a historic benefactor of our church, Isabel Graham. If uh-huh. you go in, you can see the history. But Isabel's Graham fa- Isabel Graham's father built our church right. back in 1882. Right. And uh, she was just a wonderful woman. But Elizabeth, one of the owners, she's a singer. 
So she sings at our church. Uh, she has a beautiful voice. During t- this morning's service, if you watch this morning at 10 o'clock, our singer today is Jim Bailey, who is the owner of the Sherwood Forest Bed and Breakfast yes. here in town. Yes. And he also has a really beautiful voice. So we're so lucky that so many people in our congregation are so talented, mm-hmm. um, and we get to hear different uh, voices every week. Yeah, yeah, right, right. As a Jim Bailey, is he related to Bill? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but won't you come home? Right, exactly. Um, now, I, I see the church, uh, you know, uh, outside of the church. Um, it's not, you guys don't just stay in those four walls. My introduction to you uh, as pastor of the church, how I first saw you represent the church, was when you put on a ceremony here at the park for uh, that school, the tragedy at the school. The Parkland school shooting. Yeah, yeah. And, and we had – there were vigils going all around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the – this was – this was, was that your first year or second year? No, or? no. I was maybe been, my third, third okay, year or okay. so into it. But that, that – uh, honestly, people ask, why is your church growing so much? And I think it's because we have been so involved in the community. We don't just go there on Sunday and stay in, as you say, in those four walls. We're doing things in the community. And so pretty much any march that you've seen in recent years in Saugatuck Douglas, the women's marches, uh, they they were uh, organized by women from our church. Did you wear one of those hats? Uh, uh, We wore the pink hats, yes. (laughs) In fact, people from our church, we we have a knitting group at our church. And so the knitting group was knitting uh, all of those hats for us. Uh But we led the, the women's marches. Uh, we led a, a, a symposium against gun violence uh, at our church, which led to that vigil. Uh, a group from our church organized the Black Lives Matter march, uh-huh. which was in Saugatuck and Douglas last uh-huh. year. And then people from our church organized the uh, the Gay Pride march as well. Um, so I think just our being involved in all of those things uh, people got to know us and yeah, said, yeah. oh, yeah, uh, I, I need to check out that church. Yeah, I took pictures of the Pride Parade, um, and, and, and uh, you guys uh, were able to pull it off uh, in, in during the pandemic time, <laughs> and they did a great job. I saw bike, I saw Garnet, uh, Garnet Lewis, she biked through, and she's like, Gregory, how come you're not in the parade? And I, I, of course I would be, but I was at the flower shop all day, and so I just came out to watch and take pictures. I'm like, no, I want to be in a parade. I always want to be in a parade. <laughs> uh, so so uh but uh but it's it's great to see um all of the folks that and the recent folks like garnet and and yes. folks that have just moved to the area the last few years uh become such a big part of your church yes so, well you, you know as you know people keep moving to saga tuck and douglas and we understand why it's so beautiful here and so when people move to town they want to know uh you know where I, I have to find my doctor i have to find my dentist and then Usually they ask, and I want to find a church. Right, and uh, and so they. Uh, I'm so grateful that people have found our church and are getting involved. People like Garnett and Elizabeth uh-huh. and all these wonderful people. Now you let anybody in that church, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, and uh, it's it, it is such because... it's something we're so proud of, Gregory. Uh-huh. We are one of the very first churches in all of the United States 
to be declared uh, an open and affirming church, which means we welcome people from all walks of life, including the LGBTQ community. Right. Now, this was 30 years ago. You know, we see lots of pride flags around Saugatuck and Douglas now, but our church was flying the pride flag outside our church 30 years ago. That's right. Uh, we we uh, so we are very proud of the United Church of Christ, our denomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our church's rich history, we're the first uh, mainline Christian denomination to ordain an African American minister. We're the first to ordain a woman minister. Oh, wow. We're the first to ordain an openly gay minister. Hmm. The first to ordain a transgender minister. Hmm. And we were we were having same sex unions in our church. 30 years ago. Right. So, and it hasn't burned down. So it hasn't do burned things. down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it's one of the things people love so much about our church is that sure. everybody's welcome. You know, a lot of churches say all are welcome. And then right. you go to that church, especially if you're a gay person, you go to that church yeah. and you say, well, can my partner and I get married in your church? And they say, well, no, you can't. Yeah. And then you say, well, could I be ordained? Can I become a, a, a pastor in your church? And they go, well, no, you can't. Can I, can I lead the children's program? Can I, can I become a deacon? And they go, no, you can't. Right. So, so you may say on your sign, all are welcome, but you're not really welcome. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that people uh, gravitate towards with our church and why we've grown so much. You, you think Jesus wouldn't mind if there was a gay person in 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 his uh, in his presence? People really don't understand this, but Jesus never said one darn thing about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You can go through the Gospels over and over again; you'll never find one thing he said about it. And I always say to people, if it's such an abomination. Don't you think Jesus would have mentioned it at least once? At least once. I mean, he had a lot to say about divorce, for example, Mm -hmm. but he didn't have to say anything about homosexuality, and it certainly existed back then. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, obviously, living here in West Michigan, most Christian churches are churches that are not fully. Uh, welcoming and celebratory it's of true. the LGBTQ community, and even in, on the east side, you know, throughout the country, um, you know, I, I know that's one. When I first came here, that was one thing that I liked is that being gay and feeling so welcome in a church. Um, I've gone to many churches. Uh, you know, I I grew up going to a Southern Baptist church, um, uh, uh, but uh, a nice church family too. Um, uh, but we certainly, I never, as I became a young adult, I certainly never shared my sexuality. I was afraid to. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and and so to me, it was kind of like. Uh, revelation to come to a church where uh, now I know there was uh, in Detroit there's Holy Trinity and I don't know if they're still there but that was a church that was also I think part of the uh, uh, United uh, Church of Christ we call it the UCC for short right right and they had a church uh, and I went to a couple of their services um, and uh, so now how are you different than Kath how is how is the UCC uh, uh, different than uh, Catholicism it's not very different, to be honest. If, if, I think that's why people who grew up Catholic feel very comfortable in the UCC, because if you, if you go to our church service or you watch it online, it's very similar to the Catholic Mass. Oh. We read the same exact Bible passages that the Catholic Church does on Sunday. We, we follow the same lectionary, the same church calendar. We sing many of the same uh, 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 songs and hymns. Yeah. Uh, our prayers are very similar 
similar. We say the Our Father. We have communion every week. Uh, So really the difference is, again, that whole idea that we are very inclusive uh, of of all and of all belief systems as well. And so if you watch my uh, sermons, for example, they're always based on the Bible and on the teachings of Jesus, but I'll pull in wisdom traditions from other faiths uh, that have to do with the same theme. So if Jesus is talking about forgiveness, I'll share what Buddha had to say about forgiveness and what yeah. Muhammad had to say and, and what Native Americans believe. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, and so that, I think uh, people really like that. It's, it's, it's not just saying Jesus is the only way and you must accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior in order to be saved. We we don't believe that. Uh huh. Uh huh. So well, and that's a lot. That's different than a lot of churches. I know. You know. Of course, Southern Baptist Jesus is the only way. Yes. And they cringe. You know, some of my friends when I talk to them about you know some of the other churches, and you're talking about Hinduism. What? <laughs> I that's- know. It's so funny. You know, now churches in Holland. Uh, these very conservative Christian churches, uh-huh. they've started to do yoga because a lot of, especially what? women in Holland now, yoga has become the cool thing. Sure. And what's so interesting is that yoga is an ancient Hindu spiritual practice. Right. And, uh, and so it is interesting that, that Christian churches are kind of uh, promoting yoga in their churches, but I think it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you guys, and I, I know I've been to services before you were there, um, you practice meditating. Yes. Right? Um, now, and not all Christian religions practice meditating, um, uh, uh, but uh, what is that? What do you meditate? How do, how do you meditate? Yes, well, meditation has been part of my life for a very long time, and it's been so helpful to me, so I love to teach it, and so I do teach meditation classes at our church. But they are based in the Christian tradition. There's an ancient form of Christian meditation, which is called centering prayer. It's what the the ancient desert mothers and fathers, the very first Christians, it's how they prayed. Uh Um, And uh, it's called centering prayer because you're getting to the center of your being. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Right. And so we, we, we try to go within. And so what that means is you have to quiet your mind because your mind is always thinking about what I have to do next, or you're holding on to a grudge. You're, you're either thinking about the past or the future. You're not present. Mm-hmm. And so we teach meditation as a way to just get out of the mind and become fully present so that you can go within and uh, um, so, so it's not we're not we're not sitting on the floor and chanting Om. Right. That's, uh, that's what... <laughs> um, and there's nothing wrong with that. People who who pray that way, that's wonderful. But but it, the, our form of meditation is very comfortable for people who grew up Christian. They don't feel like they are being led astray from Christianity, uh-huh. um, but they're going within um, to listen to that still small voice within you. Like it says in the Bible, right, right. Now, um, I, now I, we were talking about you know how you get outside of the church. There's other things that you do because I see you guys uh, uh, at the Douglas Socials, yes, and uh, flipping burgers. And- <laughs> yes, we've been at the Douglas Socials every summer. It's such a wonderful thing, and we love doing things in the community. 
Uh, our church has a retreat house, and in the summers, we uh, house the college-age interns who intern at Saugatuck Center for the Arts and the Saugatuck Douglas History Center. Okay. They have college-age students that come in the summer to intern there, but you know they can't afford to to live in Saugatuck in the summer. And so we house them at our retreat house. That's a wonderful way we can give back to the community. Uh, But really our big thing that we do, and we're so grateful uh, to our congregation for their generosity, is we are able to financially support so many local charities here. Uh, We we give away about $30,000 a year to local charities, uh, Wishbone Pet Rescue, Mm And uh, Children's First Lakeshore, which yep. provides meals for kids. Yeah. Uh, we give to Out on the Lakeshore, which is an LGBTQ community center in Holland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our biggest uh, uh, benefactor is Christian Neighbors. Oh, they're great. Uh, yeah, Christian Neighbors actually was started by two women from our church many, many years ago. But uh, as it grew and grew... Uh, it needed a bigger space, and I think many of you know now it is now at the Community Church of Douglas, yes. the big church on Wiley Road. Great spot. Have you been in there? Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It's like being in a little store. Oh, you get your shopping right. cart, and uh, Christian Neighbors helps so many people in need, and so we support them financially every year. We bought the new freezers that are in there for them. Oh. Our church paid for those. Uh, and many people from our church volunteer at Christian Neighbors. They're a wonderful organization. So, again, our volunteerism and our being present in the community and giving back, um, again, it's a, well, it's, it's really what the church is all about. And uh, so we're grateful that we can be that uh, presence in the community. Well, that's great. Um, you know, I, I'm getting Chad in my ear going, Gregory, it's time for break. Um, would you mind sticking around a little bit longer? I want to ask about your books and some other things uh, that I haven't had a chance to talk about, if you don't mind. I would love to. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we'll be right back with uh, Reverend Sal from U- Community UCC uh, in Douglas and, of course, my co-host here, Ingrid. Don't be afraid to jump in. Ask him those hard questions. We're, we're going to come back with Sal here. Sounds and you're good. listening to Saga Talk on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. This is Gregory Muncie. We will be right back. We're back. This is Saga Talk on Sunday. And that music you're listening to the background is Code West. You can uh, check out their website, Code West, for going to hopefully plan to have them at Music in the Park. They were at Music in the Park back in 2019. Lots of fun events. You know, believe it or not, there are things going on in town. A lot of it's virtual. So you'll want to go to uh, uh, SCA, SC4A.org to find out about the Hempy Keyboard. Uh, uh, they've done that for years, and that's uh, that's uh, piano uh, concerts, and uh, it's, it's only $20, and uh, it goes to a good cause. Uh, the Sagatuck Center for the Arts, they're a great cultural center for the area, um, facilitate many events. And uh, you can also find out Dixie, our uh, Dixie Longgate, our Tupperware gal, uh, uh, has had several shows here in town, and uh, she's just a lot of fun. 
Uh, and she's also going to be doing a virtual show as well. So check out SC4A. Lots of fun things going on. We had a very busy weekend in town, didn't we, Ingrid? It was. I came down yesterday afternoon. I couldn't believe the cars and the people and everybody enjoying. It was a beautiful day. It, sun was out. Yeah, and yeah. the sun's out now. Yep. Uh, the roads are beautiful. Yeah, the city did a nice job cleaning up all the snow. Don't they? Yeah. They really do. Yeah. Um, of course, the sidewalks are always an issue. They're looking pretty good right now. But they're looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and this year has been awesome. So so lots of uh, uh, the stores are open. Come on down. Spend your money. We love that. Um, and uh, we're back with Reverend Sal. And I'm so glad that uh, you, you decided to stay because I felt like I wanted to ask you more about your church and everything. Um, you also write some books, I understand. You're... You you write. Yes. And in fact, you know, someone told me that you had a milestone birthday recently. Uh, now, that person was wrong because I'm actually 51. <laughs> okay. So the milestone was last year. Yeah. But no, I know you had a birthday recently. And uh -huh. so I brought you a birthday present. Oh, what this, wonderful. This, this is the Sal Sapienza collection. You get all four of my books. Oh, wow. I'm, I feel, wow. And you get the DVD. One of my books was made into a movie. And so I'm giving really? you the DVD. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. <laughs> Brotherly Love. That's Brotherly the name. Love. And it was made into a movie. It was, so I wrote a book uh, back in 2008, uh -huh. uh, a Gay Romance. And, uh, and the movie rights sold, which surprised me. Of course, I think most writers are always surprised. Right. That, and then nothing happened to it for years. And oh. I just wondered if it was ever going to be made. And then it was made uh, and was released in 2019 and did the uh, uh, international kind of independent film circuit and won a few awards along the way. Oh, wow. uh, you can stream it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, I had nothing to do with the movie. I was invited to the premiere in Los Angeles when it premiered. Sure. Um, did you go? Did you? I did go. Oh, yes. fun. <laughs> How fun. It was and, a red carpet. It was a red carpet, and it was really nice. Uh, there was a Q&A afterwards, and so the cast and the director, and they had had me as part of the uh, uh, Q&A part so people in the audience could ask questions and uh, but uh, did you feel that the movie reflected your writing well uh, parts of it or did I mean there was part uh, there were parts they totally changed I have sure. to say the screenwriter did come here to Saugatuck we still had the bed and breakfast at the time uh -huh. he came out from Los Angeles and stayed with us and kind of asked my opinion about the drafts of the screenplay uh -huh. to kind of get my input. Right. But, you know, they made some changes and cut some things out that I thought were important. And you made millions of dollars. <laughs> millions of dollars, <laughs> yes. As you know, writers, you know, uh, no. But I'm so grateful. Uh, again, it's a totally unexpected surprise. But I, I wrote the book and... Uh, you know, uh, I mentioned that we had a bed and breakfast in New Orleans for right. many years. And New Orleans has a big literary festival every year. It's called the Saints and Sinners Literary Festival. Oh. And so many of the authors would stay at our bed and breakfast. And so I got to talk with them, and, and they encouraged me to keep writing. And, uh, and so I was a first-time author. I didn't have an agent or right. anything like that. 
Um, so I was so grateful that my book was published back then and, and uh, had that kind of uh, success. But since then, I've written uh, spiritual books. Right, and right. So my books are really books about prayer and meditation. And, uh, um, and the most recent book that I just wrote over the pandemic, uh -huh. you know, a lot of people during the pandemic did different things. They took up new hobbies. Right. Uh, and I wrote a book. It's, my new book is called Childish Thinking. How the Church Keeps Us Stuck in Sunday School. Ah, uh, and I love got, that picture of the kid. And I got a little kid sitting in the pew making a face. Yeah. And so what, what, people who were coming to my church, they mostly grew up in, in either the Catholic Church or in the Christian faith. And they were taught things as kids in Sunday school uh -huh. that they were still holding on to. So, you know, it's hard to explain to kids who God is or what the devil is or what heaven or hell is. Right. So we tell kids kind of kid things. We say, oh, God's an old man in the clouds with a long beard and <laughs> right. the devil's down below in this fiery place and, and pitchfork heaven's gonna, in the clouds yeah. with, you know, pearly gates. Right. And, you know, that's what we tell kids because it helps kids understand. But I was having adults come to my church. They still believe that. And so really? I was I wanted to write a book to say it's time for you to graduate from Sunday school like you're an adult now <laughs> and <laughs> you when you pray are you still praying to an old man up in the clouds because there isn't an old man up in the clouds right so so it, to help people understand who who or what is god what, mm -hmm. what where where is hell, where is heaven right is you know those kinds of things and uh, so, so that this is my latest one, and I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Thanks. I promise you that I will read these books, and I'll let you know what I think of them. Thank you very much. I uh -huh. appreciate Definitely that. Definitely. Next week or two. I want to know what Sunday school they were going to that taught them all this fluff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably a Southern Baptist one. <laughs> Get it? Was not. I'm I went kidding. to a Baptist church. I grew up in a Baptist church. <laughs> right. So. Well, you know, I talk about how, you know, we get those Bibles as children, the little children's Bible. They're like picture books, yes, uh, stories. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and many people still kind of believe those kinds of stories. You know, we, we take the Bible very seriously at our church, but we understand the history of it. And we know that the Bible wasn't written to be a history book. It's been revised you know? so much. Yes, it's been revised so much. We I've always but, been suspicious of King James. Yes, yes, there's a lot there's a <laughs> When you actually study the Bible and you understand why it was written and how it was written, you understand that the stories in the Bible are not history stories of actual events, uh -huh. but they are symbolic stories right. that are that are supposed to feed us, which is why the Bible still speaks all of these thousands of years later. Mm -hmm. Uh um, and so one of my favorite quotes is by a, a theologian. Uh, his name is John Dominic Crossan. And he says, my point isn't that the ancient people wrote literal stories and now we're smart enough to understand them symbolically. My point is that the ancient people wrote symbolic stories and now we're dumb enough to take them literally. literally. 
And so it is unfortunate that people do take the stories in the Bible so literally when that was not what they were intended to be. They weren't meant to be understood that way. But it's how, how it was delivered too. Yes. You know, in a, in a church. But I'm not. I'm glad it's not always taken literally because I remember when I was I think six or seven years old, I stole a Reese's cup from a grocery store. You thought you were going to hell. And my mom took me to the manager and sat me down. And he didn't cut my hand off. <laughs> well, that was good of so, your mom to do that. And it was good, oh, that, he, good that he didn't take the Bible literally. I, thought, I didn't know what was going to happen. She put me in the office with him and she left the room. And he just yelled at me or whatever. Oh. I, was very, I was very moved by it. But uh, I was in the grocery cart, you know, where, where, you, where the kids sit. I just kind of grabbed it, put it in my pocket, and 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 uh, you know, mom comes out and she's we're at the car. She's unloading the grocery stores. I pull it out. She's like, "Where'd you get that?" And uh, and yeah, but I'm glad uh, we don't take things so little. And I bet you, you never stole anything ever again. You're right. Yeah. Um, uh, it did put a stop to that. Um, <laughs> but knowing it, I think you're right. You know, we pastors have taken the Bible and have kind of given this, you know brimstone and hellfire sermons and tell, telling people they're going to hell and all of that. And you're right. It's the way that it's been delivered. Um, and so I, I, you know, that's part of what I feel my calling is, uh, not only with the book and in my sermons, but to really kind of help people break free of those things that they're still holding on to um, and may, maybe have never questioned before. And mm-hmm. people look up to their pastors, Yes, you know, and so whatever is being taught in the church by someone that you look up to, of course you're going to, you know, take it in how they, you know, present it to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. And it is, I'm so aware of that responsibility. Uh, And uh, especially now, you know, uh, now that my uh, sermons are being broadcast out into the world and Uh are on the internet, I'm so careful about what I say, because I do want it to be something that's going to enrich people um, and to lift them up. Now, mm-hmm. when yeah. you go back, when we, when you're able to go back into the church and have people back into the church, are you going to stream it live then or record yeah. it and then send it back out so that these people that are your subscribers can continue to watch? You? Yes, that's a great question. Most likely we will do something uh, to keep those people involved who have been watching us from around the world. It might be live streaming the services or you know, we'll see, uh, as I mentioned, recording the services is a lot more work. Um, but we may be able to do a live stream from the church, and this way people can still be involved. If but, you have room to put a camera anywhere <laughs> in that place. I mean, you're going to have to end up getting, you know, buying like a stadium like Joe Olstein did or something. <laughs> I mean, you, I just can't believe how big you've grown. Um, it's just unbelievable. Well, you know, when we had these architects come in, people from our congregation obviously were there for these meetings. And... And as I mentioned, our church is so charming. It's this just beautiful, historic little church. It's like walking into like a a Norman Rockwell painting. It's just so charming. And it's so much a part of the experience. So we don't really want to lose that feel. You know, nobody wants to have a a, a mega church. And history. Yes, yes. And history. Exactly. Um, I feel lost. I feel lost. You know, when I watch these mega church, uh, I've got a friend actually who has something like that that I went to school with on the east side called uh, Metro, Metro Church in the Detroit area. 
And uh, Jeremy Sashu, I believe, is last name. Again, so bad with last names. But, um, but, and that's that kind of concept where they have this huge, it's almost like an auditorium. Yes. And I've, I've gone to those services and I just feel like I'm lost, yes. you know. Um, I, you know, I'm so grateful that we have freedom of religion in this country and that there are so many different types right. of church and people can find one that resonates with them. So I, I'm with you, Gregory. I don't really resonate with the big auditorium and the rock band and, and some people all do. of that. But other people love it. They they don't want their past. They don't want to see their pastor in a collar like I wear. They like the pastor who's got the hip shirt on mm-hmm. and the jeans and, you know. Right, right. And, and I uh, Cool haircut, yeah, and, the, and yeah. that works for them, and that's great. I, my my point is, if going to church makes you feel closer to God, it makes you more peaceful and joyous and loving. Then keep going to that church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to church and you're hearing that certain groups of people are saved and certain groups aren't, and certain people are in and certain people are out, then you're probably going to the wrong place. <laughs> Well, you know, Christianity talks about, you know, there's one path, one way. And I think sometimes we get confused by that, um, that that there's one path, that there's only one method to get to God. And I think that he, I believe that he talks in so many different ways and, and he loves to hear music in so many different ways. I couldn't imagine having to hear the same record over and over again when people are praising, you know, um, so, you know, the variety, I think, I think is a great thing for people. I totally agree with that, Gregory. We, we say that there are many paths, but they're all leading to the same place. Right. Um, and, uh, so I, one of my teachers in seminary said, every faith tradition has a different part of the puzzle. And if we would just come together and all just be together, you add your piece, you add your piece, and we'll, we'll get the whole puzzle. Uh-huh. Um, and you're right. Unfortunately, Christianity in America in our lifetime has been about Christianity is the only way. Right. Don't listen to these other faiths. They're all wrong, and we're right. We have the answer. They don't. Yeah. 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 I, it, I, I just don't I, – from what I've read, um, and I read daily. I read a Proverbs a day. That's my habit. Um, I didn't read it yet today. I usually read it early in the morning, and I haven't done that today. Um, but um, but uh, uh, what I was getting at is that um, I guess that um, I guess everybody's got a different a, di- a different path and uh, and way to find and way to find God. Um, and uh, uh, but uh, it's funny that I, I can't imagine Jesus ever saying that don't listen to anybody else <laughs> right you know um you know he, jesus uh, was a very open and loving individual who held his hand out to everybody you know um i would imagine if jesus was around today he'd be hanging out with the prostitutes and the thieves and the homeless and the you know um because that's where he's needed you know um and uh i just don't see him as this judgmental character no, and if you look back at the Gospels, he reserved his greatest criticisms for the religious authorities yep. and the political authorities. Those were the people he criticized the most. Right. Uh, and he, as you said, hung around with the people that society said were the outcasts, were the unclean people. Mm-hmm. He purposely hung around with them to say, no, I, <laughs> I love you. you. You are just as much a child of God as anyone. Uh-uh. And uh, so he is my uh, way 
but again, there are people who have other ways. Sure. Um, I have friends who are Buddhist and Hindu, and and again, that that spiritual path works for them. Um, but uh, but the teachings of Jesus are are who I am, and so uh, um, I love just being able to um, do what I do. Which again took me by surprise. It wasn't something I saw myself doing yeah. uh, in those years that I was running a B and B. But I'm so right. grateful that it happened. Yeah, and and the kind of faith you have, you know, you're so open to all faiths that opens you up to everybody feeling comfortable, and and um, you know, instead of blocking people out, um, I think that's great. Um, you ta- you mentioned your husband Greg. Yes. And uh, I notice he spells it with two G's in the end. What's that for? What is that? Greg. Greg. He's also a realtor for Woodland Schmidt, right? Yes. Uh, uh, our Coldwell Banker realtor here in town. Yes. So during the years that we were running the bed and breakfast here, people would come and stay at our B&B and they would say, oh, my gosh, we've fallen in love with Saugatuck. Yes. We want to look at properties here. And so we would always refer them to a realtor. And Greg said, you know, I could get my real estate license, and when guests want to look at properties, I can show them. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I, I can. I can have a little side gig. Right. And so, Greg got his real estate license during the years we had the B and B, and was doing it part time. But then, of course, when we sold the B and B, he started to do it full time, and just became so successful. And now he is the managing broker of the office there at Coldwell Banker in Douglas. Oh, okay. Uh, and he enjoys it so much. And again, was a, a, a happy surprise that came to our lives. Uh, uh, it's you know, I, I think about I have two brothers, and they when they graduated from college, got a job, and they're still in that same job, you know, twenty five years later, which you know, again, is wonderful for them. Greg and I, in our life together, we've had all of these different experiences from B&B owners to real estate to being the pastor of a church. And it's just so wonderful to see where where life leads and how you can use your gifts. How long have you guys been together? 27 years. Wow. So you met when you were 10. Yes. Yes, We've been together for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, And uh, when marriage equality became legal, uh, we got married in California, which is where Greg's family is. And so uh, when it became legal in California a few years back, we went and got married there. So was Greg's family very open and accepting or did, was there any kind of, uh, you know, uh, roadblocks there or? We're so fortunate. We are uh, a unique situation. Both sets of our Uh, families uh, have always been from day one, from 27 years ago, loving and accepting of us, uh, which was a, you know, I grew up in an Italian Catholic family. Right, that's it, yeah. So, you know, that was a concern, but they loved Greg right from the Uh get-go, and uh, so we've been very fortunate, but as you know, I'm sure, uh, we hear from many people in the LGBTQ community who you know, families have disowned them. Sure. And uh, uh, so, but no, we, we're very, very fortunate. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, and that's been so helpful. You know, when people get married or a couple comes together, you, you need the support of your family and friends, I think, in order for the relationship to be successful. Sure. And uh, so, but 
Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so, well, th- thanks for sharing uh, about Greg. I was just uh, curious about him because he's also a part of the church as well. Um, he, yeah, he does so much behind the scenes. Uh, I, uh, you know, since COVID, he's the man behind the camera oh, uh, because we're in our bubble. And so we didn't want to have other people come in and and work the soundboard and the video camera right so he he records me every sunday oh okay and really uh, that's gotta be fun i mean i don't know if i'd want my partner to be there no i don't think i could do it either (laughs) right well how do you guys not kill each other (laughs) he is so patient with me obviously i can't do everything in one take when i'm giving my sermon I always mess up and flub. Greg said we should put together a blooper reel yes. of all of my mistakes. That'd be but, fun. Uh, so whenever I screw up, then we have to start all over again. But no, he do, even before COVID, he does so much behind the scenes at the church, mm-hmm. um, getting things ready, uh, setting up the communion table. And uh, he does a lot behind the scenes. He's been a great support. Mm-hmm. And you've done a great job. You know, I watched some of your videos online, and um, so articulate. I, I have to tell you, you really have the knack, doesn't he? Yeah, very smooth. Very, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, you're a very good communicator. Thank you. Well, I was a high school teacher for 12 years. That's what it I, is. I was a high school English teacher, and... Uh, and so, and I still consider myself a teacher. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you know, I, I I'm not sure. I'm not equating myself with Jesus, but, ah, Je- but Jesus's followers called him rabbi, which right. means teacher. Uh-huh. And uh, and I do think that's what pastors should be: are teachers, mm-hmm. um, not preachers, but teachers to mm-hmm. really kind of help educate people. Um, tell us about your website. Where, where can I find out more information about your church and your services? So our website is douglasucc.org. It's a great website um, where you can watch videos, uh, you can listen to podcasts, you can uh, download the sermons if you just want to read them. Uh, but it has so much information about our church. So that's douglasucc.org. Um, and as I mentioned, we have a very successful YouTube channel. Uh, it's YouTube uh, at youtube.com slash Douglas UCC. Right. So it's very easy to find, and you can watch all of our videos there as well. You also put out a, a newsletter every month as well, don't you? We do. And we, I can subscribe to that on your website? Yes, we call it the epistle. And, uh, the epistle. The e- well, an epistle is a, a, a letter right. that. You, so, we, e- so because right. of the electronic email, epistle. Yeah. <laughs> the epistle is our <laughs> weekly church newsletter. And yes, you can subscribe to it on our church's website. And so it comes to your inbox every Friday. And it tells you all the things that are that are happening around the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, we'd love for people to get connected with us uh, for right now online. Right. And then hopefully uh, we'll keep you posted in our newsletter about when we start to go back. I'm very hopeful. You know, 
I already know more than 30 people from our church who have been vaccinated. Oh, great. And uh, so it's, uh, I'm very, very hopeful that we'll, we'll get back, hopefully, uh, you know, in the fall of this year. Well, you could at least have congregations like you used to of 30. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we can go back starting with that small group and live stream, but we'll figure it out. <clears throat> right, um, right. That's what I was going to ask when you planned on. You're just going to move cautiously like all of us are to make sure that people uh, have been shot, um, uh, have been have shot, been shot. <laughs> <laughs> have been immunized, um, and, and, uh, and, and that uh, the CDC and our authorities have given the uh, green light to uh, open things back up again. We were looking sober. I'm the same way. I'm very optimistic. Last year, every event, I kept crossing my fingers thinking we could have it, and even music in the park, I did it month by month. You know, thinking, well, maybe next month, maybe next, but no, we we had to cancel everything. Well, Jason and I were talking yesterday morning. He was going through his memories on Facebook, right? uh You know, and he goes, 11 days to flatten the curve was a year ago yesterday. Only they 11 days to flatten the curve and look where we still are. Wow. Yeah. A year later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's something. Um, So you've got your uh, you've got your morning service today at 10 a.m. That's uh no that's and you find that on YouTube right yes I, I, w- I would love if you're listening right now and you just yeah. want to check us out just at ten o'clock go on youtube.com slash Douglas UCC or facebook.com slash Douglas UCC you can watch it there as well but we have a great service today is the first Sunday in Lent right and so today in my sermon believe it or not I'm talking about Marie Kondo. Do you know who Marie Kondo is? She was the first uh, uh, black woman. <laughs> no, no, am I wrong? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. no, I'm that, sorry. Maybe you're talking about another Marie Kondo. Yeah. This is a Japanese woman. Oh, no, I don't know. Who has, who, <laughs> she has a series on Netflix oh. called Tidying Up, where she comes into people's houses and she helps them declutter. And tidy up. What's her phone number? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a great series. But anyway, I'm talking about tidying up our spiritual lives because that's what the season of Lent is all about. You know, when we were kids, we were taught during Lent, you had to give up things that you enjoyed. So we gave up chocolate and candy. And again, I'm trying to get people to think outside of being a child. Sure. And uh, so... I'm saying this year, it's not about giving up the things that bring you joy. It's about giving up the things that are keeping you from your joy. So if being on Facebook is keeping you from your joy, if watching cable news is keeping you from your joy, then fast from that from 40 days. Um, You don't have to give up chocolate. Give up worry. Give up fear. Give up resentments. Give up lack. uh, Give up those things. It's a much more mature way of approaching Lent as an adult. And healthier. Healthier for yourself. Yes. Yeah, that's a great, great words there. Great words. Well, this Japanese woman, Marie, on her show on Netflix, she what she does is she has people gather all of their stuff in a pile and then they have to hold each item. And she says, does it spark joy for you? That's her her line. Yeah. And if it doesn't spark joy, she says, give it away, donate it. Huh. Get rid of it. You should have things that so that so that's the thing I'm I'm giving in my sermon this morning. Oh, okay. Is is your life sparking joy for you? If not, 
Get rid of the things that are no longer sparking joy. So it's at 10 o'clock this morning online. We'd love for you to join us. Peter Black has some beautiful piano music. They love him. Uh, People love him. And as I mentioned, Jim Bailey, who owns the Sherwood Forest Bed and Breakfast, uh, is going to sing a beautiful song for us. So it's a really nice service. Well, great. Hey, Pastor Sal, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been a a lot of... uh, Enlightening. Very, yes. Enlightening. Who would have thunk? Enlightening from a pastor, from a reverend. Wow. Um, uh, reverend Salvatore Sa- Sapienza. Sappy. You got Sapienza. it. Sapienza. And uh, uh, from the Douglas UCC here in Douglas, we want to thank you for coming on. Let's give him a big round of applause. Come on. There, where's the audience? There they are. They're uh, sleeping, I think. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, and thank you for listening. We want to thank Charming Sagatuck Rentals, the Interurban Transit Authority, and Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop, and, of course, Mill Pond Realty. You'll want to tune in next week because we're going to find out a little bit about Uncle Rocco's Pizza. What? Who? who, What? Where? Yes, there's a new pizza in town. They'll be here next week along with other guests here on Sagatuck on Sunday. Thanks for having us in your home, on your car radio, and everywhere. You can also tune in to us at Sagatuck on Sunday on 927thevan.com. Check out our podcast and you can listen to all of them. We're going to be here next week. We hope you have a great Sunday and a great week. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Sagatuck on Sunday on 927thevan and 927thevan.com. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for joining us this morning for Saga Tuck on Sunday with your host, Gregory Muncy. Today's show has been brought to you by Mill Pond Realty, Back to the Fuchsia, the Interurban, and Charming Saga Tuck Rentals. If you'd like to hear today's show, you can go to our website for the podcast, 927thevan.com. It's also on our mobile app. And join us next Sunday, 7 a.m. for Saga Tuck on Sunday.